What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. No longer alone with my homegirl Therese on the microphone. Music politics are just chatting it up. Brunch in the basement, see that's what's up. You never know who might run through. Legendary artist or someone brand new. You miss a lot when you miss one day. At least that's what I heard somebody say. But it doesn't really matter what whoever says. It's always a good show with Javon and Therese. Yeah. Brunch in the basement with Javon and Therese. Yeah. Let's see who we got today or what we're doing today or whatever it is, it's going to be good. Woo! You're listening to WJBR Internet Radio. Brunch in the basement with Javon and Therese. In the morning and I ask myself It's like worth living, should I blast myself? I'm tired of being poor and even worse, I'm black My stomach hurts, so I'm looking for a purse to snatch Cops give a damn about a need, bro Pull a trigger, kill a nigga, he's a heat, bro Get it back to the kid through the hell, care One less hungry mouth on the welfare First ship him, don't let him deal a brother Give him guns, step back, watch him kill each other It's time to fight back, that's what Huey said Two shots in the dark, now Huey's dead I got love for my brother But we can never go nowhere unless we share with each other we gotta start making changes Learn to see me as a brother instead of two distant strangers And that's how I'm supposed to be How can the devil take a brother if he's close to me? Uh, I let it go back to what we played as kids and then That's the way it is Come on, come on That's just the way it is Things will never be the same That's just the way it is Oh yeah I made a G today. But you made it in a sleazy way. 
gotta get paid. Well, that's the way it is. Come on. Come on. That's just the way it is. Things will never be the same. That's just the way it is. Oh, yeah. Making some change. Let's change the way we eat. Let's change the way we live. And let's change the way we treat each other. You see, the old way wasn't working, so it's on us to do what we gotta do to survive. And still, I see no changes. Can a brother get a little peace? It's war on the streets and a war in the Middle East. Instead of war on poverty, they got a war on drugs so the police can bother me. And I ain't never did a crime I ain't have to do. But now I'm back with the back, giving it back to you. Don't let them jack you up, back you up. And put back you up You gotta learn to hold your own They get jealous when they see you with your mobile phone But tell the cops I can't stop this I don't trust this when they try to rush I bust this That's the sound number two You say it ain't cool My mama didn't raise no fool And as long as I stay black I gotta stay strapped And I never get to lay back Cause I always gotta worry about the payback Some fuck that I roughed up way back Coming back after all these years Right that, 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 that That's the way it is uh. That's just the way it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things will never be the same. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's just the way it is. That's just the way it is.
You're listening to WJBR Internet Radio, Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Terrell.
can be erased. Cause we got a place. We were chosen. It's saved by his grace. Women got power. We can empower. There's no limit to what we can do. We even aspire. WJBR Internet Radio Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese. And right now, it's my pleasure and my honor to bring on the co hostess with the mostest, Therese. 
Happy Saturday. Oh, I was I thought you was gonna sing the whole song, you know. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> how you doing? Happy Saturday to you too, love. Um, how you feeling? How's your week? My week has been okay. I, I'm coming down with something. It comes, it goes, it's mucusy, but nothing it's weird. But it's good because, you know, I, I live to see another day. I've been able to go to work and be productive, so <laughs> You know, it's good. <laughs> good. Good, 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 Glad to uh-huh. hear it. Glad to hear uh-huh. it. It was a very um, trying week, but it, you know, how the, how the saying goes, you go through something. You don't get stuck in it. And I'm grateful to be here with you today and wrapping out the last Saturday of the year. The and last you know, Saturday. Good stuff. You know, I... Yeah. I said that the last Saturday of the year, man, I've been looking forward to this year being over. This has been like the worst <laughs> year of my life. Um, and I'm, yeah. I'm just looking forward to the future, you know, um, praying that all hearts and minds um, are hearts of, and minds of healing and um, growth. And, you know, what I always say when I'm going through something is I'm growing through something. Hopefully mm. I get something, I will stop and learn the lesson so that I don't have to grow through it again. Because um, it it occurs to me that if we don't learn our lessons, we go over the same crap over and over again. Woo, say that again, please, for the people with the cheap seats. <laughs> yeah, it's true. If if you don't learn from it, you're going to go through it again. Um, it may show up with a different face, a different um, scent, a different aroma, come in a different package, but you're going to go through the same thing over and over again until you learn um, the lesson, whatever it is that you have to learn. And, right. Um, and and would you would you agree that each time you miss it and have to repeat it comes back with a vengeance? Yeah, man. For mm, true. Yeah. For true. It's like, oh, you didn't learn it? And I, I think sometimes I think it's the universe teaching us, you know, whatever whatever lessons, life lessons or whatever it is that we need to learn. Um I I don't know. Um some people think that we repeat the same things until either we learn it and die and have to come back and repeat it again until you get it. <laughs> Whoa, that's a bit much, you know. They say that's what that deja vu thing is. Stop right there in that moment. See, look around mm. and see if this is something, there's a lesson here somewhere. God, I feel Yo, like I, I somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know we have another life. Let's do this right this time. Right, exactly. Oh, you you see somebody and you lock soul to soul, you know, eye to eye, and you're going, "Don't I know you?" You know, it's kind of like, hmm. So you know, I stop saying yes and no. I don't answer that question yes or no anymore. I just shrug my shoulders like, hmm, maybe, you know, because you just you just don't know. You know, it doesn't have to be this lifetime, right? This is true, but you know, with you, Rez, it's a little different. <laughs> different. <laughs> it's different. 
know, for those of you listening, I just want to share being out in the world with Therese. Oh, people are like, don't I know you? Weren't you on television? And she does give that answer. Maybe. <laughs> Could be. You know what? She's a superstar, though. You know, that's why, you know, people are like, oh, my God, it's the odds. But you know the odds no. have it. You know what? <laughs> you, you, you see pleasure out of this experience. I, I know, right? We went to Deja Vu to Deja Who? Who is she? I know her from somewhere. <laughs> no, but um, you're right. You know, it is a question mark, you know, like how that stuff happens. Um, I even have a friend or had a friend who once said that um, people are recognized via their um, tattoos. That's how their tribe, their ancestors recognize them. I like to think that my ancestors recognize my soul. And I'm just going to leave that right there. Yeah, I, think, I think what what they may have meant is like um, uh, in, because I, I have heard that before um, as it relates to villages in Africa and how you were uh, identified through, you know, markings from your tribal markings. Um, I haven't, you know, now if, if there is something further than that, you know, for us that um, dis- were, were disconnected from our, our uh, country of origin, then I would love to know what that is so that I can be easily identified and marked and waving. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> take me home. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I- Unfortunately, I don't think that's what he meant. Um, I think he he meant I don't. Well, okay, let me not let me not speculate. Um, but it it didn't appear as though he was talking about anything as um, as serious as what you just mentioned. Uh, I, I, or maybe maybe he did. I don't know. Let me let me. I'm a, I'm gonna leave that right there. Um. The other thing though is is that I I believe and I know for a fact that our my ancestors recognized my spirit because I recognized theirs. I could feel my my ancestors in so many ways on so many different days. You know. Yeah, for sure. That's a bloodline that never gets broken, you know. That's Word. just so, like it's it's internal when you're here, but I think we we get um we get it twisted because they're in front of us. We could touch them and they're tangible, but not realizing whatever courses through our veins, our very existence is connected to these people. So that's never going to change ever, you know. Exactly. Ever. Exactly. DNA, man, it's so crazy. You know what? Speaking of DNA and craziness, just to to keep going with this for a second, I had done one of those Ancestry.com things before I I thought about it longer and thought, you know, this is a tracking system for the man. Um, I should have thought of that before I spit in the test tube and sent it off. But since I did, I did. <laughs> hey, Pop. Pop is like, feel better, Javon. I think I think maybe he can hear it in my voice. How you doing, love? Mwah. 
and hi Sonia and Gabrielle. How you doing, sweetheart? Um, those listening. Happy holidays. Yay. Watching. Um. So yeah, but um, initially they they had you know sent it back with some interesting stuff, and then um, and that was maybe a year or so ago, and. Mm. <laughs> Pop said he needs spades. <laughs> yes, I thought of I thought of Pop this morning by spades. For those of you who are not international audience, it is a very very popular card game, very malicious, popular, uh, uh, rehab worthy card game that we play. And yes, Pop, we got to get it in. Um, we got to get it in soon because I miss you first of all, but second of all, let's just get it in. Well, I bid for an impossible <laughs> myself. Even without the hand, without even without getting the cards, I know I'm gonna make four books on y'all and possibly five. That's that's what I'm gonna do. Just with no cards, all right? I'm going there. None, none, none. <laughs> so. Anyway, um, yeah, so so they had the nerve, Rez, to to update mm-hmm. because they have done more scientific crap. <laughs> Pop says, "Sit down, Javon." <laughs> uh, yo, you ain't you don't want y'all don't want none of this, but um, <laughs> cause bam, nah, I haven't played spades in so long, but please. Probably get them mixed up with colors at this point. But um, we anyway. Will, we will reactivate that bug for you, and you will have a great time. So you're going to have to brush up because you're going to have to get it in. Yeah, I'm I'm down. I'm down for whatever, man. But, um, yeah, so they updated it, and, and they said that, first of all, they told me that something interesting, which they were consistent with, is that um, my ancestry is from – a place in Africa, most of it is from a place in Africa called Togo, which I had never, I had never heard of. And then I looked it up and, um, that was, that was really good. Not, you know, if, if you're not suspicious and paranoid like me, I would suggest you do it if you're a person of color, because to, to, to get a concrete place where your ancestors are from, um, outside of these United States, you know you come, your people are from Africa, but where specifically? It's really it's really a cool thing um, to find out about that. And I did some research on the place and how the slave trade happened there, which was crazy, but that's another day. And um, then they said that my ancestors in the 1700s were the African American um, were in the African American community in Virginia, which I thought was very interesting because that's where my mom's family is from. Oh. And yeah, and in terms of Forty Acres and the Mule, I had already known what happened to it. Um, my great great grandfather had inherited it from his parents. And when he died, it passed on to his sisters, 
and they sold it back to the government for $500, the $500. I mean, the five, the 40 acres for $500. Oh. Yeah. Wow. And uh, yeah, because they, they remember back in those days, um, women weren't really um, educated and the government did trickery in order to, you know, say, well, you owe this much in taxes and blah, blah, blah. And um, we'll just buy it for you for, for $500. And I think it was like four sisters or five sisters. And they divvied up that $500 and thought they had something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, and I'm sure the mule died, but um, I, I can say that my family, based on the, the history that I've been, that's been brought down in my family, um, my on my mom's side, we did get the forty acres. But wow. ignorance is bliss, right? Tell me about it, man. Wow. Yeah, isn't that sad? I, I I felt the air leave your lungs when you heard about that five hundred dollars, but that's the kind of trickery and and so forth yeah. and so on that went on, and and so there that went. But yeah, it, I thought it that's was. Why, I thought that's it was, why it's so incredible incredibly important for us to talk to one another and to because when you do things collectively there's more energy there's more power there's more experience there's just more you know yeah. um, and you're not isolated to making these deals I mean that's saying that you know it certainly was a different time then and I get it right. I, I so get it it just hurts my spirit you know hearing yeah. it yeah straight up ripped off you know and a lot of um, my cousins um, still live in Virginia. So it's very interesting that they were really able to track it to that, that depth. You know what I'm saying? Because, you you know, even though you spit in the thing and you send it off, you kind of, you, you, you're like, ah, they really, that. You know, they'll tell you anything. Uh-huh. But, and they didn't ask me if I was black, if I was what, you know, what I knew about my heritage or anything. Mm-hmm. And um, they they hit it. Pretty much. I mean, I mean, I don't know for certain about you know Togo and part nine. I hate to say it, but yeah, there's other parts <laughs> that I'm not really too happy about. But seventy nine percent of it's from the motherland. That's what's up. The motherland. Hey, that's yeah. over fifty. So matter. That's what I'm Tell saying. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that was interesting. Now, we're at the end of the year, Rez. Yes. And um, I thought we would spend time talking about the big news articles and events of the year. And I think the most we can we can save the 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 biggest thing for noon when when our guest Nathan James comes on. Oh, the juicy juice! And I yeah, hear he's coming to serve up the cobbler and everything else that goes along with it. Exactly, but there there have been some other big stories. Some of them that um, involve forty five. Mm-hmm. Um, or the guy currently occupying the White House. 
and um, some not. Yeah. You know? So what are some of the, the big news stories that kind of, when you think back over the year, um, hit you in a particular way? Wow. Mm. This year, you know, I have to I have to agree this year was pretty bananas. Um, you know, just just the idea that we're at the end of it and it but but at the same time it moved very fast, right? What do you mm-hmm. think? Yeah, yeah. It's been a surreal kind of year for me, you know, like some of it was like an out of body experience and some of it was like what in the what in the world is going on, you know? So you know, it's been weird. Um I'll say one of the big things that that kind of struck me was the whole thing with the the rich people paying and cheating their kids into colleges. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, and then um, poor people who just, you know, lied and said that their kids lived in a different area were arrested, spent, like, serious time for that, you know? Right. That, right. to me, was a big thing. Um. Yeah. I think all the climate changes we've had this year – um, and and uh, like from things and the quakes and the fires was unusual all over the world. You know what I mean? Like the quakes, um, and the the fires, right? And the right. floods that we've had all yeah. over the world was very unusual for 2019. Absolutely. What about Jeffrey Epstein? Yuck. Well, you know it's so interesting that situation is like an episode of scandal and it almost true to form you know just quite like uh what's her name Heidi Heidi um Heidi uh what's her last name the madam that had the book yeah I know exactly who you're talking about well um his little black book was probably legendary you know and I'm pretty sure his connections to people um and and activities would have incriminated quite a few names you know quite a few so he had to go you know I just I, you know and I think he knew he had to go as soon as he I think he gagged when he was actually indicted and and jailed you know yep. and I think and I think that he panicked because the worst thing to see is some some folks don't do well with panic you understand because when they when they're panicking you know that they are uh going to turn state's evidence and they'll yep. put some stuff out there because it's almost like if I go down, oh, you're, you're going to let me go down? I thought we had a brotherhood. If I yep. go down, we all go down. And those are always the funniest to see because, um, you know, you see people run for cover. Like watching Giuliani have a breakdown was was extraordinary to me. He looks like yeah. a raging, raging alcoholic. And he's uh, – <laughs> I just it just you know and I didn't I didn't like him as mayor of New York. I thought he was um an egomaniac and also uh just um you know, he did a lot of selling and dividing as he left office. He did he brokered a, quite a few deals that left a lot of people uh that are marginalized in the city. Um and I'm gonna leave it at that. 
<laughs> yeah, he was a terrible mayor. Yeah. Everybody that he made promises with um, or to, he, he ended up screwing them in the end. And, you know, sure. he was terrible. He was terrible. He was the worst mayor. And to see him get fame and glory over 9-11, that was just the worst thing ever. What mayor wouldn't have gone down? You have to go down. It's your job. Right. Exactly. Exactly. After, after the incident, you have to go and check out the the damage. Who's not going to go? Right. It's ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not only that, he he um held up quite a bit of funding for the city's uh less fortunate. Uh, just locked it up because you know um he just he was just he just never served the people. Let's just say exactly. that. Exactly. Um, I people liked I was him because of his uh. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. What were you saying? I'm sorry. No, I think um, I think he got people got it twisted because um, they deemed him, and I don't know where they got it from, charismatic, and when in fact he wasn't. He was just a bully, and um, because he was a prosecutor at one point, it would you know it kind of was status quo for him. But he never ever served the people of New York. Let's not get that twisted at all. Exactly. Exactly. And as a matter of fact, I was. In the union, um, the biggest union in the city, DC 37, at the time, and yep. he came up with this dirty deal of you get zero percent raise for like three years, and then a two percent. It was ter- whatever it was. It was like the worst. It was terrible, and um, there were local heads. Union union local heads who ended up going to jail behind those deals that they made with Giuliani, and he didn't get touched. But not. you know, union leaders went to jail because of that that dirty deal. And I remember back then being told by my union representative that they, if I didn't vote for him. They would know who I voted for. They had a meeting and they told all of all of us this. That wow. we had no yeah, we had no choice but to vote for him and blah blah blah. I didn't vote for him, of course. I was like, What? I was like, and you're my union rep? Oh no, no. The only <laughs> the only local who um didn't fall for it was uh local three seventy one. Shout out to local three seventy one. Um, which I, I said, okay, I have to educate myself out of the current local I was in and get a degree so I could go to the uh, local for the social workers and caseworkers, which I did. Let me ask you a question just fast. So that means, so are you saying that um, there was some kind of voting uh, uh, manipulation going on with one of... it, It was intimidation. It was absolute intimidation. It was, um, we didn't really get to vote on this uh, contract the way we were supposed to. Uh, the votes weren't, it, it, the whole thing, it, it was a big scam. And then they they did have a voter intimidation thing. But the people who took the fall were our, our the heads of our, our delegates. You know, so uh, oh wow, I wonder if the same tactics aren't being, you know, how people that that uh, roll in that particular way, you know, you know, it's so funny how um, 
I, I, I believe this to be true with what you're saying right now. You know, because sometimes, you know, we're talking about the former Mayor Giuliani. However, you know, he's also connected to the President 45 numbskull in office right now. And the interesting thing about the whole thing is they're connected, they're friends. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's kind of interesting what he's being alleged and what Giuliani had been alleged. And you put them together. And somebody that's connected to you to defend you, that had momentum with doing this type of thing, um, these situations may come up again for him later on as a connection to what's going on now. Yeah, you Isn't know, that you just my scandal head. <laughs> you just don't know. It's all interwoven, and and it's just you know, it's it's terrible, funky stuff that has been going on in this country forever. But it's just. It just comes to a head when, you know, you put a, a mobster in the White House. When you put a crooked guy that that's that crooked, I mean, I I would think that a lot of people who sat in that chair in the White House were crooked. But this is this is freaking insane. This is insane. You know, I mean, and and the reason why I'm saying it that way is because. You know, being that I'm from New York, we're from New York. Um, yep. We've seen this guy throughout the years and the stuff that he's done. And um, the Central Park Five, the Exonerated Five, let me say it like that. Mm, um, the Exonerated Five. Yeah, we, we yeah. saw how he carried on then. It was always chasing playgirls and this and that. There was the scandal with um, housing discrimination against black people. And now, now you got black folks, God, believing what they're saying on Fox News, which is that he's doing something for black people. He ain't doing, let me just be clear. He does not like you with brown skin. (laughs) He knows. You are not. Javon, Javon, say that one more time. I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. He does not like you and your brown skin. Get over it. No, I don't care what Fox told you. No, no, stop it. You talking, you, you. He don't like you. He ain't doing nothing for you. As a matter of fact, he is empowering people to take away the vote of people that look like you, if not you. Do you know? Is it hundreds or thousands of people? It's thousands of people, right? That that they've knocked off the rolls in Georgia and North Carolina. Yep. Who can't vote? Let me let me let me Google it so I can get the exact right number. But um, if you have not voted, um. They are now purging the roles. And if you haven't voted in the last, I don't know when, um, they, they, you can no longer vote in certain states now. You have lost your right to vote. That's what they wanted to do. And it's in certain counties. Of course. Voter purging, purging. Let's see. 
let's see, the news. Yeah, as a matter of fact, it's 98,000, 98,000, almost 100,000 people in Georgia. So I'm going to say this right now. If you reside in anywhere, if you reside wherever you live, you need to check and make sure that you're registered to vote. And if you are not registered to vote, you better vote. Are you freaking kidding me? Are you kidding me? Yeah, for sure. Everybody check and register because they're going to try to swipe it from you. Register, register. Make sure you are registered to vote. So they just, and this is in Georgia alone, 98,000, nearly 100,000 people have lost their rights to vote. And that guy sitting in the White House, He's like, good, because those are the people that wouldn't vote for me if they did decide to vote. So those are in the communities of people of color. They don't like you. I'm sick and tired of hearing black folks say, oh, but all he's done for black people. Stop watching Fox News now. Oh, Fox News is the absolute worst. And and you know what, as far as Bloomberg and that other multi-billionaire, as far as they're concerned, you know, the best thing they can do is stop running for president. They can stop that and go just buy Fox News. Just go buy it and stop yeah. the lies. I'm not saying, I'm not saying, you know, say things that are anti this one or pro that one. I'm not saying that. Just tell the truth. Just, just. Oh, no. The truth is not part of the agenda. Exactly. But, you know, I don't need Bloomberg to be using his money to become the president. I need Bloomberg to, to use his money to shut down Fox News. That's what that's what needs to happen. Just I mean, and I really think that if 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 the news, if Fox News was more honest, or, or showed more of what was going on. I'm not saying all of those people drinking Kool-Aid would say, mm, I don't want any more of that Kool-Aid. This ain't right. I'm not saying that. Because ignorance is bliss in terms of lack of education. They're just, and and they like people who are not educated. I get that. You're not smart. And all you got going for you is the color of your skin. And the people who are the same color of you are telling you, ooh, this is great. We love you. Then, okay, go believe them if that's what you want to do as they talk about taking away your health insurance, your Social Security, and any other benefit that you might be having, including your SNAP. But if you would prefer to to vote for people who care nothing about you, then someone who's going to make sure that you have equal rights and get everything that you're entitled to as a as a citizen, but the only thing is they're not going to tell you that you're better than other people, you know, then go for what you know. Vote your conscience. That's the American way. But, you know, everybody has the right to, to know the truth. So a federal judge denied the bid to undo Georgia's voter pur- purge. So there are people that were trying to sue the state of Georgia because of this what I think is unconstitutional purge of voters. And, uh, you know, the federal judge said, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. If if that's what Georgia wants to do, that's what Georgia can do. 
So if you mm-hmm. they still they still mad about what happened in Alabama. Yeah, all because they saw what happened when people decided to get up off their butts and go vote. You know, I you saw, know, I saw so, an article. What, what I'm going to say to you, Rez, is that, um, you know, what we did last year, we need to do it again, but more fervently um, in terms of getting people out to vote. Remember, we did the the videos, we, we really got to yeah. we gotta do more videos and get more people involved this time, you know? Yeah, um, that's Michelle Obama's initiative at the time. But yeah, for sure, it's um, yeah. absolutely necessary. But, you know, I think I saw something that's really telling, too. Um, and it was just this week I read that it's going to have to be women collectively to change this entire structure. Because when we are organized, and I say women because, you know, time's up, and I don't use that in the sense of uh, uh, the campaign that's out and running, the very necessary campaign that's out and running. I'm saying that, you know, I think it's time for us to consider more diversity as it comes down. And I say even more because, you know, we're just starting to peak. So I say more diversity when it comes down to uh, our, our politicians, government. You know, it's been a long time in old boys club, and I think we need to shatter that a bit so that we can get some different ideas, different, uh, just different, you know, just difference, man. Exactly. I was on such a roll there. I was going crazy. There's a couple of things I want to do real quick um, because I see that our guest is holding on, and he must have been holding on for a while because it's already almost 10 minutes past the time he should have called, but I didn't even look because I was just like, Ugh. right? So before, I see you holding there, but before before I bring you on, let me just read um, what Mason Jazzy said, which is white society loves this president, Omarosa confirmed that, and they are trying to block the black voters all the voting machines in the black communities are rigged or broken in the southern states, which there's been a lot of concern about that also. So this year has, and, and you're right, and this year has been tumultuous politically as Americans. We've all lived through a political season unlike any other we have experienced before albeit each administration is different, and they have all had their woes. Reagan had Star Wars, Gorbachev, whatever his name was, and his refusal to say the word AIDS, if you recall that. Bush Uh had Guantanamo Bay detention camps and Afghanistan war crimes. Clinton, well, it was the blowjob. Well, well. And don't ask, don't tell. Let's not forget that. Um, Bush Mm. Jr. was thought of as the worst president ever until recently. He had 9-11, destroyed the economy. Destroyed. Yeah, and was just not bright. And then you had Obama, who had pantsuit and gray poupon mustard, as well as a bunch of disrespectful, rich, angry white men plotting against him and blocking everything he tried to do. Um, they were they were trying to figure out a reason to impeach him, but they, they he didn't do anything except 
wear clothes they disapproved of, play basketball, you know, and and dance with, with rhythm, which they were unaccustomed to any president ever doing. Um, they were plotting against him and blocking everything he tried to do. They denied him the right to seat uh, a Supreme Court justice. Supreme Court justice. Yep. Along with, you know, there were black folks who, and a Democratic base, who didn't vote in congressional hearings and elections to ensure he had the support he needed. Sorry, but when I say black folks, I'm talking about me and some of y'all. I don't know, you know, people's voting habits, but I didn't vote every single election as I should have, and I learned my lesson, so I keep talking about it. You know, um, you have to vote during those congressional Senate, just your representative or whatever, you got to vote during those times. Um, Not to mention those who often wanted to hang him and called his wife and children monkeys. And that leads us to the current state of affairs, the man in the White House whose father was a KKK member, we all know that, and whose grandfather was a... Right? We know that. Um, He mocks the disabled. We've seen that with our own eyes. This is not Javon making it up. Disrespect the old family. Plans to take millions in military money to build a stupid wall, which is going to force some people to give up their homes. I wonder if he would have said, I'm going to build a wall. And people say, yeah. And you're going to pay for it. Would the people have said, yeah? Because that's what <laughs> that's what's going on. Well, um, the, only, only somebody out of their, only somebody out of their mind would have ever thought that one, two things where it references that, that godforsaken wall that they're just, all it did is slow people down. It didn't stop anybody, so it's an illusion and a way to a way to misappropriate yet another budget for whatever it is. Um, but, as, as I digress, the wall itself, two things. One, to make other people think that they're going to pay for it was horrendous and crazy. And two, to think that we weren't going to be the ones that were going to pay for it some way or another What's even more crazy? So it's it was everybody hearing on build the wall, build the wall. Where the hell do you think the money was coming from? Because he wasn't going to pay. But one thing is clear: the rich didn't pay for it. No, he he said Mexico was going to pay for it, and everything he says, they just believe it. And even though it's turned out clearly not to be true, because every chance he gets, the Mexican president makes fun of him. So you know. <laughs> Clearly, these people are just like they don't care because he's a white nationalist, and that's all that matters to them. Um, he also, you know, and 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 it's just stupid. It's beyond crazy. It's insanity. But he also has children sleeping on floors and cages at the border. Asylum-seeking families separated unjustly. Families of military, and some who have actually served are being deported. We have issues of the emoluments clauses, threatening to take away Social Security, which is our money. You pay into that. It's not like the government is just giving you something. That's your money. Someone who was known to hang out with the most notorious human trafficker, Mr. Epstein, and 
mm. who has been accused of not only assaulting women, but also, it seems credibly, um, a 13-year-old girl. Um, that allegation mm. was not to be credible, you know? We have someone in the White House who continues to show disdain for our allies and our democratic norms, but, but I think the worst is that he listens to, and some would even say he obeys Putin and fawns <laughs> over someone who, thanks to all of us, and Nancy Pelosi <laughs> is currently impeached. And right now, we're going to discuss this with our very own Nathan James. Well, hello and happy holidays, Javon and Therese and everybody listening. Happy so holidays, sorry. Nathan. I'm sorry to keep you holding, Nathan. I was on a rant. <laughs> yeah, well, we got a lot to talk about. It's been a very interesting December. Yes, it has. Nathan, I have a question for you. Now, for okay. all of us, for everybody out there listening, some people are very angry, you know, about the idea that he is not removed from office. Can you help people understand the impeachment process and why, and as it relates to being leaving the office, having to leave the office? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, impeachment, and I get this question fairly often too. Impeachment comes in two parts. The Constitution exclusively assigns the power to do an impeachment to the House of Representatives, the People's House. The House of Representatives, as we have seen, holds hearings and investigates whether or not charges should be brought against the president for gross misconduct or malfeasance in office. Once the House votes to adopt the articles, which they did a couple of weeks ago, they draw up articles, they say, this is what we think the president should be charged with. They create articles of impeachment and they vote to adopt them. Once the House of Representatives adopts the articles of impeachment, the president is said to be impeached, which is what happened to Trump. He is the <laughs> third president to be impeached after Andrew Johnson and Bill Clinton. What happens next is that the Constitution assigns to the Senate the sole responsibility for trying the charges that are in the Articles of Impeachment. So when Nancy Pelosi chooses to send the Articles of Impeachment to the Senate, the Senate will then hold a trial in which the evidence will be presented, the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court will preside, and the senators will be the jury. If two-thirds of the senators present, and this is an important distinction, it does not have to be two-thirds of the full Senate. The Constitution only requires that two-thirds of the senators present in the chambers vote to remove the President of the United States. Then the President is said to be impeached and removed. There's a third part to this, in which the Senate can vote to impeach, to, excuse me, to remove the president, 
but not disqualify him from holding future office. So in order for Trump to be removed from the White House and never be allowed to run for public office again, the Senate has to both vote to convict him and remove him from office and then disqualify him from ever holding what the Constitution says is an office of profit or trust under the United States. That's how it works. Right. Uh, so, Nick, I like to look at this in in uh, really simplistic What happens in the House, what has happened, is like an indictment. Yes, so that's it's correct. Like they, they, they bring information to a grand jury, the grand jury in this place being the House of Representatives. They vote as to whether to indict or not to indict. The president yep. has been indicted. Once someone is indicted, that indictment has to go then to the court to try the case, to find out whether or not to decide, and a jury, whether to decide whether or not the person is... Um, is found guilty or not. And so the Senate, the you know, Nancy Pelosi is like holding on to the indictment and hasn't brought it to the jury for, you know, to for the case to be tried and and so that they can either convict or not convict. Is that What do you think she's doing? Well, what Nancy is doing, what Nancy Pelosi is doing, I, in my opinion, is very shrewd because, you know, we've all heard Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham say to the public on live television that they have no interest in being an impartial witness, an impartial juror, when the articles of impeachment are presented to the Senate. That is in direct conflict with the oath that every senator must take before the impeachment trial begins in which they swear before the Constitution to do impartial justice. So what Nancy Pelosi is doing in response is she's saying, well, I don't have to send you these articles of impeachment right away. And she's correct. The Constitution does not specify a time frame for when the articles of impeachment are to be delivered to Congress, in fact, to, um, to the Senate. In fact, the Constitution is not very specific on impeachment and removal except where it assigns the responsibility for impeachment to the House and the trial and removal to the Senate. So what Nancy Pelosi can do is she can wait until after the next election to deliver the articles of impeachment to the Senate. And by doing this, she can kind of frustrate Mitch McConnell's attempts to limit the scope of the trial, rubber stamp it, rush it through, and acquit President Trump by picking up more Democrats in the Senate. Again, the Constitution only says that two-thirds of the Senate actually present in the building at the time the vote is taken are needed to convict the president. So with the incoming Senate, the next Senate, which would be the body that hears the articles of impeachment and conducts the trial, 
the Democrats might be able to bring more pressure to bear on the Republicans to have a truly impartial trial with actual witnesses. I think that's the game that Nancy Pelosi is playing, and I think it's a very smart one. Because that's exactly what I would do, but I'm shady. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is like one big episode of scandal, um, and it's bad. Uh, <laughs> let me let me say this about that. Let me say this about that. A long time ago, a long time ago, when Trump was running for president, I actually asked Shonda about that, and she said that what's going on in Washington today is beyond even my imagination to conjure up. So that should tell you something. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Wow. So yeah. what's our strategy, Nathan? What like what can if, if let's let's get the Nathan James endorsed strategy for moving this in a direction that could possibly change be unprecedented and change the fabric of what we know now. How do we fix it? How do we fix it? That's not so easy. The next president, if it is not Donald Trump, if he is not reelected to office, whoever is the president is going to spend the full four years of their term cleaning up Trump's messes. Uh, I don't think the American people really fully appreciate the scope and the nature of the damage that President Trump has done to our government, our standing in the world, and the state of our country just in the three years he's been president so far. Everybody says the economy is chugging along just wonderfully and that this is going to sweep Trump into another term in the White House. It's not that simple. Look at some of the things that Javon has mentioned during the show. Just the wanton Mm -hmm. cruelty of the administration in locking children up away from their parents in cages. The Muslim travel ban, that was one of the first things he did in his Mm -hmm. administration. You know, Things like building this wall. Why do we need a wall in the Mexican desert that's costing us billions of dollars? There is absolutely no want or need for that. You know, people don't understand that we actually have a negative net immigration rate with Mexico. More people are leaving to Mexico than are entering the United States from Mexico and the Central American countries. These things that, uh, you know, Trump had control of. Both houses of Congress, the Republican Party, controlled two branches of government, and four times they still couldn't keep the government open. I mean, I could go on for a long time. But what they did manage to do, what they did manage to do was two very important things for them. They took care of their business, which is, A, to make themselves richer through his tax cuts. They don't pay taxes. Okay, so all you people, oh, Trump, he really likes us. I'm talking to you. Yes. He don't like you. You paying taxes. He ain't paying taxes. And his friends are not paying taxes. And they have put these people as judges. They've made these people judges who don't have any of the right qualifications, except maybe they went to law school and they don't like you either. (laughs) That's true That's why Trump doesn't want anybody to see his tax returns I think his tax returns Would reveal that for many many Years now he has paid An effective tax rate of zero Just like Mm. his Big corporate friends and corporate America 
And all of the extremely wealthy people for whom he just gave a massive tax cut, not that they need it, but that's what I think is going on with his finances. You're absolutely right. There are things that we are not allowed to see and that Trump fights tooth and nail to make sure we don't see. But more telling, again, is what he does do loudly and in public throwing every transgender soldier and sailor out of the United States Armed Forces over the objections of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. That's crazy. You know, things that he can do that he feels he's throwing red meat to his base, making them look the other way, distracting them from some very serious issues. Think about this, and this is central to what is going on in the impeachment. If Trump is acquitted in the Senate, and is not removed from office. He's going to go right back to doing the very thing that the Democratic House of Representatives charged him with. And that raises the question, how can anyone in America have any confidence in the integrity of the election? Exactly. And, you know, it's also an insult to our intelligence is the fact that we are in a in a, a an age where computers and, and science are, are, are really booming. And while we still have these antiquated voting systems, that should, it's very telling because you can manipulate them more so when they're antiquated. Nobody has a uh, rhyme or reason. Some of these voting machines and processes by counting the votes by hand, why are we doing that in 2020? You know, why, 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 why have we not created a system that's able to have you vote from wherever based on where you live and how you, you register and move from there? You, could, you should be able to vote on your phone. What's the problem? Well, I, I'm not a big fan of remote voting on your phone because, like everything else, that can be hacked. You know, hacking is the central issue of the 2016 election. We know that Russia made extensive efforts to subvert the outcome of the election. I actually, right. I actually consider hand counting in a disputed election a safety measure. I really, really do. The only thing is you have to be sure of the integrity of the people doing the counting by hand. Exactly. Right. What, what, and what haven't we experienced so far where we wouldn't be willing to take a risk at something else? Because the other side of that is votes lost, votes not counted. Vote, you know, we've, we've experienced, I think, everything that we could experience. And I think that if, with a concerted effort, hacking, yes, I, I agree with you. Hacking is a, is a severity. But you know what? Like any other, if you ever played sports, if you have something, it, it's called foul, and you either do it over or you forfeit, you know? And you will drag on until you can get what you can get. You know, it's just, it's just kind of weird to me why we're still, like, pulling levers. It just doesn't make sense. You know, somebody on Instagram, uh, Jazzy, Mason Jazzy says exactly, I said the same thing, 2020 votes should be modernized. I was listening um, to the news as I'm always, I I have never listened to so much damn news in my life. I'm like addicted to MSNBC, it's ridiculous. But if you're interested in learning and understanding and being taught what's going on and the history of other, other things with a little bit of lesbian Comedy going on too. I mean, you know, for entertainment purposes. Rachel Maddow. 
I swear by Madhouse. I'm sorry. I she's like a current a current events teacher, and you can't stand that subject. You don't want to go to that class because you don't care about current events. You don't want to go there, but you love the teacher so much you got to go, and you always walk away learning something. Um, however, with that being said, um, there was there's a big scandal about these new voting machines that came out and, and it, they are digital. And so they, they press them. You press the person you want to vote, you click here, whatever, but it kept coming up the other person. So, oh, boy. so it kept coming up as the, the, um, the Republican person, obviously. And then they had paper that came out of the machine. And so they, they, they counted the paper votes because too many people were complaining that the machines weren't working, and of course, the papers all registered these these Republicans, and you know the the whatever state it is, I can't remember. I think there's like a county in Pennsylvania and a county somewhere else, and they they gave the the election to um uh oh. They gave the election to to the Republicans saying, oh, no, it was fair. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's issues with these as well with, you know, I think that they need to be tested and tried before that. But then, you know, McConnell and whoever else, they've been voting to they've been voting. They're, they're voting. They're not voting towards. Um, protecting our election. So, <laughs> sorry about that interruption um, on Instagram. Um, Mason had apparently saw the same thing about these these new um, machines that didn't work. So, yeah, it, it, it's crazy. The, even the new technology, it's it's tricky. It's tricky business when the people in power intend to trick you. Yeah, you go. It's like going to the store. You go to the supermarket, purchase items. Oh. You get a receipt. <clears throat> you look at your receipt to make sure that they charged you right, and then you proceed from there. I'm wondering why we can't have a system set up similar to that that takes an inventory of all the votes or all the things going on. And this is like, you know, I guess if you, when man is involved in anything, there's always. And I mean anything. It's, it's always subjected to having scrutiny. But at the end of the day, it's like we gotta we gotta do something. We gotta fix. We gotta do something. That yeah. This piece. But I like that what you just said, Rez. Um, having a machine, you know, where you know you do your vote and then you get a receipt to ensure that that's that what you voted for or who you voted for is exactly what was registered. I like that. What do you think? And and Jazzy who's listening over there. Well, you know, one of the things we do not want to have happen is a repeat of the 2000 election to this day, (laughs) to this day, nobody really knows who won the election in 2000 because it was decided by the Supreme court of the United States. Um, I can tell you this, that one of the things that 
the mess in Florida in 2000 exposed was something you just pointed out, which is the fragility of the way that we count votes and the way that we record votes and the mechanisms by which we allow people to cast votes in the first place. And we have 50 different states with 50 different systems for voting. Uh, In New York, it's a scan sheet. In Pennsylvania, they do it by computer. In a third state, they may do it by a combination of punch cards and computerized voting. And what this does is it does lend itself to tampering. And that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I think it needs to be one uniform system. Like you got one social security card. There's one voting system. The things that that govern all of our uh, govern all of us, what we are all connected in, need to be uniform. One, so that way we'll know, we'll we'll see like a new box or whatever you want to call it. And even if let's say, okay, I think I agree with you, Nathan. Maybe off your phones is a bit much because you can't see who's actually doing it. But we can computerize these machines to give you receipts. You walk away, and at the end of the night, under whatever that is, under surveillance, you print out your outcomes and the outcomes are being monitored at in real time by a bigger system that's accountable to the to the uh, voters registration board i mean the voters election board i'm sorry that's true but you know we have to do a balancing act here on the on the one hand we have to maintain the integrity of the election on the other hand we also have to guarantee the secrecy of your ballot So that's one of the things that makes it so complicated for there to be effective scrutiny of how the votes are tallied and how they align with a given candidate. We went through this in 1960. We went through it again in 2000. And if this is an unusually close election, which I think it's going to be, we'll go through it again in 2020. So then we have to talk about, well, how do we know that our votes are being counted accurately, fairly, and honestly? <laughs> that comes down to what level of scrutiny we're willing to tolerate in exchange for making sure our votes are secure. And that's a question we've been wrestling with for at least the last 60 years. Uh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. So, like, it's almost like we get stuck in this rut of not being able to twist out of it and with a plan of action that works for everybody, you know, I'm pretty sure that within all the states, they can agree that there's an issue with the voting system. System. Right. However, again, there, the, the house of representatives has passed a bill to, and to, to, for election security, Right. To, to maintain okay. so that um, no foreign agent can interfere with our elections, right? To make to make everything clear, cybersecurity. But the Senate, led by Mitch McConnell, has not passed or voted on that bill yet. They won't but do it. They say foreign. They say foreign agent. Okay. But here's the thing. We're dragging this clown for his, his uh, connections to these foreign countries that manipulated our elections, okay, allegedly. And in, so you're ruling out the internal 
of folks, like the people in the in the good old U.S. of A. Because like um like like Nathan mentioned, when when the first Bush ran, there was a real question about whether or not he actually even won the election. So it's kind of interesting how we weren't talking foreigners then. We're talking foreign countries then. We're talking good old inside U.S. of A. Good old boys, you know. How do we stop it? How do we as right. people stop this? So if if you have people who are not willing to even stop, I mean, like if if you're not going to stop the mothers from coming in your house and you don't care about the insanity that's going on inside your house, you know what I'm saying, like. I'm not even willing to stop outsiders from from interfering. Why would I stop the the insiders from interfering? They want people right. to interfere. That's that's what I'm saying. So like it's it's on a grander scale. I think um what like somebody was saying in the electorate do it vote by vote and um in order to have integrity, you have to have people from three sides. You have to have, like Corey said, the independent at the, you know, counting votes. You have to have somebody from the Republican and somebody from the Democratic um, con- um, conference. All everybody sitting there counting together. You have to every every party has to have trusted people at the table counting those votes. Yep, that's true. And I think the votes either it needs to be manual until until we can um agree on cybersecurity measures. Well, again, you know, that's true, but you know, what we'll say in this age of instant gratification is people will say, "Oh, that takes too long. We want to know who the president is the next day." But we may, like you said, have to be willing to be a little bit more patient for the sake of guaranteeing the accuracy of the election results. I know and one thing. I'm sorry. I, I, if people if people don't go make sure that they're registered to vote, if people don't go out and vote, then none of this is nothing's going to change. It's just going to get That's worse. Right. You know what's That's... at risk? What's at risk? is democracy. And people think, I don't know that people understand because people love to talk about all their rights. I, you messing with my rights. I got the right and you can't come in my house and you can't tell and I can say what I want. But guess what? All that is dead. Is dead. If, if he gets another four years. I'm telling you. This guy and his people don't care nothing about the Constitution and your rights. They don't like you. <laughs> but you're right turnout, turnout is absolutely of paramount importance um, Just something to think about From the last election The 2016 election They say Hillary won the popular vote Which she did by about 3 million votes But the election is decided In the electoral college And in the electoral college Trump Got put over the top by just 77,000 votes out of 128 million that were cast. And those 77,000 votes came from just three counties in three battleground states. And what that tells me is that not enough Democrats came out to vote. 
Now, there are more registered Democrats than there are registered Republicans in the United States. So there's no reason for anyone in 2020 from either party to be sitting on their hands at home when they should be at the polls. And if Trump is to be defeated, it's going to come down to those Democrats, particularly the ones in the battleground states, getting out to the polls and casting their votes and not hoping someone else will do it for them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's a good breakdown, Nathan, about, about um, I think the electoral college needs to go personally. But, you know, that's just me talking. Once again, I said it then. I'm going to say it now. We don't, we don't need it. It's just another – uh, go ahead. No, I was going to, I was going to agree with you. I think most Americans feel that way now. And they yeah. should put First, that I, I'll, be, I'll go one further. First, I didn't really understand what it was. It, I was clear about it. And then it was, we don't even need this. You know, it, it just it, it just served to be extreme a, a, an extremely confusing process there for me, you know, for me. For most of us, Rez, it, and it's something that was necessary to make things fair when the founders of the country, the founders of the country, when when they first put the Constitution together and came up with this the structure of this government, because you know there there weren't as many people in certain areas of the country, certain parts. So in order to make it fair, they came up with the electoral college. Um, but now we're highly populated this country and you know what's fair is fair a vote every person gets one vote the end that's it that's that's what should happen um people mm-hmm. are moving around the country also more frequently and easily than they did back then there's no more horse and buggy you know we we we're flying, we're moving, we, you know? Um, yeah, right. Last, last night I heard um, people saying in those um, those counties and states where, you know, the, the machines, the new machines were basically cheating, people are going to use absentee ballots in order to ensure that their vote is counted appropriately. And I don't even know if that works. Right. You know, well, I've, heard, I've, I've had I've friends who work in the Board of Elections, for the Board of Elections, and I'm familiar with some of the war stories that go on internally from the supervisors to the hours to a whole lot of things going on in there when you got real people doing, you know, doing real things. And, and then, you know, how they even get picked up at the end, you know, has been questioned and questionable. You're not allowed to question too many things as it goes down in the process because it's mandated for everyone and the supervisors have to govern all of that practice but it's an interesting one I'll tell you that from what I've heard and it doesn't it doesn't make me feel um secure you know am I happy that we're prosecuting this guy for this uh absolutely but at the same breath are we surprised you know he's just been the most egregious but are we surprised probably not you know but we still after even doing it we can't it back after getting him out and still use the same process that he was able to manipulate. Now that we know, it's almost like, you know, when you know, uh, even, even, I'm sorry, 
even credit card companies where you have huge uh, thefts or rings, they, they hire, some of them, elect to one very famous one, has been hiring um, felons to help them do their securities because, you know, they want to know how they get wiped out. We cannot continue to let this, this stay in place the way it is. We have to dismantle the system to rebuild it. But you know what? You that know what? The, where, that some of that wall money could have been used for that. Yeah. No. Definitely. But they don't want to use it. They don't want. They don't want to fix it because it works in their benefit. You understand? Well, the first people who are yeah. cheating are the ones that are benefiting from the cheating. So they don't want to stop cheating. Yeah, I understand. I understand. I think that individually. Each individual state, they need any politician you know where you where your vote matters. You need to force that on the agenda for the independent states then to b- make a collective decision or something Absolutely. or something on a state level because you know state you push it and get federal attention if it's all on one accord. But it has to be a bill proposed for uh, voter security, and until it is, it doesn't make sense. Well, I'm not going to say that, but, you know, until it is, we're going to still be expected to have the same thing, just a different way. And the biggest the biggest way that this prior election was interfered with is not even through the cybersecurity and that stuff, through social, yeah. social media and messages, right. messaging, infiltrators, people, people friending black people like you and me and, yes, you. You right, and 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 just disseminating wrong information, misinformation, starting um, groups on Facebook that claim to be Black Lives Matters or or claims to be affiliated with them, and they do the same thing That's... on the other side, and they they send these messages, you know, anti the person that they're most fearful of. Let me tell you something, there and. I don't care who you are, and if you don't like it, too bad. The information about um, Harris, the way that that thing happened to that woman, that black woman who was very strong, let me tell you, I watched her sit in that that Senate seat, and she read those powerful white men something fierce, okay? And they don't like her. Because she she had them stumbling and bumbling and fumbling over their words, stuttering, powerful men. Look at how she talked to Brett Kavanaugh. She she had these people and even AG Barr. They didn't want her debating Trump. But they're not they're, that bright. I don't know why we give these guys credit for being bright to begin with. There's quite a few people that just occupy a seat based on their uh, based on their capacity to manipulate, based on their capacity to to be able to organize, uh, have money, and control a popular industry, and that's it. So they have really bizarre. If you get them one on one, which is what one on one, if you get yep. anybody one on one, it it just, you will see, you will expose what is there. Kavanaugh exactly. was a great example of that because that was horrible. Yep. And, and she's a ma- she was a master of that. But you know anybody anybody who they don't want to go up against Trump, they they would prefer 
obviously someone who's not going to resonate and not 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 fit to win. You understand someone who's not going to be able to stand up against Trump. So like this whole thing, the reason why he's being impeached right now is because he set something up to have it in people's minds that Biden is crooked the same way he did with the emails with Hillary. Let me say say this, because, Javon, you made a very good point about the role of social media and how this plays into the way the election is decided. Robert Mueller, in his report, specifically cited numerous examples of how Russian operatives, including agents of the GRU, manipulated Facebook groups to appear as though they were hoteps or LGBT people or black activists. And the aim of having those Facebook groups was essentially to tell people not to vote. Now, where this plays into what you were just saying about how they're smearing Biden or how they may make another candidate appear unfit to challenge Trump like they did with Hillary and her emails and Benghazi is that Robert Mueller has already warned us, hey, operatives from other countries are infiltrating social media and trying to shape the narrative to get people to stay home. They're going to do this by making you look like their votes don't count, like the candidate in the Democratic Party is incapable or malicious. They're going to do this because social media has no filter. And it's very, very difficult to find out the provenance of a particular group on Facebook or a particular person on Twitter, on Twitter, unless you look very, very deeply into where their accounts are coming from. The Russians know this. Trump knows this. And so do the people, I should add, who use tools in the toolbox outside of social media, like gerrymandering. I think, for example, that Stacey Abrams was robbed of the gubernatorial yeah. election in Georgia. And the reason they, they, I think so, yeah. you know, is because she not only was the victim of gerrymandering in the state of Georgia, but because elements in the Republican Party were able to use things like social media to plant falsehoods about her and discourage people from going to the polls. Right. And she was robbed, I agree. Exactly. And people people believe what they see on social media. People believe it. You it's know like the news. Yeah, yeah. But I have to, and I have you to know say, what kills me is that um there were people like people wearing red caps saying, Nobody manipulated me. I'm on social media all the time and I voted for him because I wanted to. Well, duh. You're on social media all the time and you voted that way because you wanted to because you believed what you were told. You didn't you didn't you can't possibly understand the truth of the matter that the rich are not going to pay taxes, but you are. That makes you want to vote for somebody? Mm-hmm. They're gonna shut down the government and you're not gonna get what you need. That makes you want to vote for somebody? I mean, come on, think about it. They they want to stop giving you health care. That yeah, you want that? You're gonna all your tax money that you pay that they don't pay is gonna go to build that wall. That's what you want? You're gonna take money out of your tax to build the wall. That's what you're voting for? 
just people I listen to. They sit outside my office, I swear. They're listening to this angry, I don't know who this guy is that they're listening to, but he's angry. He's clearly white. And he's saying that Nancy Pelosi is ruining the country. And then after the show goes off, they all get together and talk about how they, they're they not making enough money and how, you know, they they now have these co-pays that they didn't have before. I'm like, could they be more stupid? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Where do you think this is coming from? Yes. But I don't think I don't think it's a connect. It's this is ominous they, and it's it's really interesting to watch it all play itself out. And it doesn't matter. Some and this is what I what how marketing is done to the fullest. It targets your emotions. It's really yeah. not about intellect. It's really not about practicality. It it really isn't about you know what's right in America or what's wrong. It's about how it makes you feel. And what your what narratives you are led to believe? Because God forbid that be taken from you, then what will you have? What will you be? What will you think if it's not piped into your emotional rolodex to process? You know, I mean, it's it's really really right. interesting. So when when you think about like voting and you think about these politicians and they're selling you things that you want to believe in, what you want to feel, and at the end of the day. Accountability is key. We have to hold them accountable for what it is. Well, what are you going to do for my vote? It's just as simple as that. It's a negotiation of sorts. And then hold it, and then once they get in office, as soon as soon as they open the storefront or wherever they are, you make sure that you have rallied enough folk to go in and ask them about that political agenda that they ran for. Okay, when are we going to start seeing that? Let's break down these methods to get this addressed right now. Right now. And it's got to be as fearless and as grassroots as that, I think. Because until you start knocking on people's doors or calling them out publicly, it, it, it's not going to, you know, it's not going to do anything, you know. You're going to have to not, like, he said he was going to do this. Okay, Gladys and, and Maybell and whoever else, all of us must rally together and make an appointment to go to his office and make sure that that becomes a pressing agenda and have access to, you know, keep it open and transparent about what you're doing. Who minds that? You said? Who minds it? Yeah. That, that being said, transparency is hard to come by, especially if you're a Republican senator, if you're President Trump, you know, if you're certain uh, Republican Congress people, you know, and you know, it's interesting when you look at some of the changes that we've gone through in the last couple of years, particularly in the House, Look at who the big boogie person is for the Republican Party. It's not Nancy Pelosi. It's not even Maxine Waters. The member of the House that is keeping the Republicans up at night is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, because she represents a massive sweeping change in the demographic of the electorate, and that scares the daylights out of them. Yeah, she, she represents the future. That's true. She does represent you know, the future. But I'll tell you one thing. Nancy does have them shaking in their boots. I, I have to say that. She has Trump shaking in his boots. Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham are not worried about Nancy Pelosi. Trump is because Nancy Pelosi is one of the few politicians in Washington in a long time 
who has actually shown the backbone to stand up to Trump. And that's very, very important. I just wanna I just wanna put this out there really, really briefly. And first and let me also apologize because I've been corrected. They're not stupid, but ignorant is what I should have said. Um so I, I just wanna say that if it had not been for that big blue wave, had we not gone out and voted, he would not have been impeached. So I couldn't agree more. Excuse me? I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So I have to tell you that when you think about your one vote, everybody's like, ah, oh, it's my one. My vote doesn't count. My vote doesn't count. Every vote put together is why this man is being held accountable. That's why we got the information that we got. Yeah. There's information we still don't have because checks and balances aren't really working right now. And Nathan, I want you to elaborate on that a little bit more. But um, I just want to give kudos to everybody who voted and turned the House of Representatives around. And we need you to vote again and bring somebody. But please talk about um, checks and balances, Nathan. I'm sorry? Checks and balances. Do we still have those anymore? (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Seriously. Trump has so severely undermined the system of checks and balances with a little help from his friends in the Senate that it's astonishing to me that Justice Department is being controlled by his puppet. Mitch McConnell will do whatever Trump says, and Trump will do whatever Vladimir Putin tells him. Do we really have checks and balances? But you're right. Impeachment is all about checks and balances, the separation of powers in our government. And we can only but hope that what people have seen and heard so far in the impeachment process really opens their eyes to the kind of monster we have living at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this is where we are, and we all need to, you know, encourage everybody to go out and vote. I mean, this is forever, but unfortunately, we are running out of time. We can't talk about it forever today. But um, I want to thank you, Nathan, for coming on and for sharing your wisdom. It's always such a pleasure and a privilege to be part of the show with you and Therese. I appreciate you having me. Thank you, Nathan. Absolutely. And we'll have you back on again because I'm this this is just the beginning. So we'll have you come on again. But thank you again so very much, Nate. You're very welcome. And again, you and Therese and everybody who's listening have a happy, healthy safe and politically aware new year. <laughs> yes. Well, I like excellent. that. Yeah, me too. Thank you. So Rez, as we're about to wrap it up, before we go, I just want you to talk about Memorial Day weekend. 
Okay. 2020 for the LGBT friends, family, and allies. Memorial Day weekend is the fifth year anniversary, so we're going to celebrate in a big way. The LGBT Arts and Culture Music Festival will take place in Riviera Maya, Mexico, so say that to your wall. And we are going to have a one of the biggest five-year family reunions we've had so far. It is seminars, workshops, networking, award ceremonies, a celebrity spades tournament, you name it, health and wellness, meet the authors, you name it, we are going to have it and we are going to celebrate. But most of all, come with some of your spirit and leave with some of ours. Please go to www.lgbtmusicfest.com for more information. Thank you. That's what's up. And I want to thank everybody who's um, listened today. Um, Thank you so much, especially you, Macy Jazzy, who um, contributed via Instagram. And Rezzy, I love you more than you know. And um, to everybody out there, please make sure you're registered to vote. Um, Do it as soon as you can. And um, we'll get more information throughout the year about how to register to vote if you're not registered, how to make sure you're registered, if you've been purged, how to get unpurged, how to get back on the road. We're going we're gonna to figure this out because this is very important. And um, I, I just, I, I didn't realize I loved the Constitution until I realized that we almost lost it. And um, it's just democracy is not something to take for granted because there are people standing on lines in Russia for toilet paper, and that's not where we want to be for the government to Mm. hand us what they want us to have, how much freaking toilet paper, you know? So, you know, with that in mind, and also we're still able to say whatever it is that we want to say without being penalized. Mm. We're still able to go wherever we want to go. We, we, we have fundamental rights of liberty and the pursuit of justice that others don't. And yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of flaws with that. But you don't want this country to turn around and don't think that it can't. Because that's what this guy sitting in the White House wants. He wants to be a dictator. He he admires that shit, and he's working towards that with his friends. Um, I I feel like, and I'm not going to say that that's what we have, but I feel like we have a Russian asset sitting mm. governing this this country and really trying to turn us around, and that's so very dangerous. And if that should come about this for this recording, I could be arrested. Wow. That's what happens when there's no freedom of speech. You can't say things like that. So um with that, I you know, I just wanna implore you all to to ensure that you're registered to vote and go out and vote. And um Got any last any last bits? 
Vote like your life depends on it because it does. That's what's up. See you and next year. See you next year. Have a happy new year. We might do a little something before that. And um, in the meanwhile, listen to the song by Stevie Wonder. It's called Cash in Your Face. Woo! Yeah, you might have the cash, but you can't cash in your face. See ya.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.